This episode is brought to you in part by Gamefly, where you can rent one of over 9,000 games and have it mailed to your house. For a free 30-day trial, visit geektherapy.com slash Gamefly. Welcome to Headshots on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. We are a psychology and gaming show. My name is Josue Cardona, and I am with Kelly Dunlap. It's-a me! Today is one of the first days in May. May is Mental Health Month, so at Geek Therapy we're doing a few different things. Uh, this month, on a, you know, we're always celebrating mental health on the Geek Therapy Network, so we're we're really going all out. So we've got some giveaways, we've got some announcements, some new things that we're working on. Definitely follow Geek Therapy on social media for all those announcements, please. Here on Headshots, we're continuing our uh, experiment of going weekly. Just just gonna see how that goes. This is our our third week going weekly. I like it. I like it. I don't know if we're, we're going to do it after the month is over, but <laughs> I, I like the experiment. Oh, and one more thing about Mental Health Month is that uh, Twitch uh, has an, an article that just came out. It says, streamers, help us spread mental health awareness this month. And it's a blog post asking, um, well, actually giving information about the history of Mental Health Month and then providing some resources. And then it's also just encouraging people if they feel comfortable to, you know, to have conversations about mental health. Now, you and I have talked in the past about how, you know, that stuff can get uh, a little dicey, but I think it's good, you know, to have conversations. Um, and this is this is the month to do it. So I'm, I'm glad they're doing that. And uh, here at Key Therapy, we did a we're, we're still holding a survey for any content creators, specifically video. So Twitch or, or YouTube, but any content creators that talk about mental health or have had to deal with uh, with topics within mental health from their audience and didn't know how to deal with it or were looking for resources, we have a survey for you. You can find that at geektherapy.com slash video survey. And that would be super helpful because we're working on some things for you to see how we can help the community. Again, that's geektherapy.com slash video survey. All right, Kelly, let's get into it. All right. Ding, ding. Let's go. Round one. A few weeks ago, we did, or a few episodes ago, we did an episode on on AR games, and and we were asking, like, what's what's the next Pokemon Go? I think it's Fortnite. I think it's that big of a deal. So we're going to talk about Fortnite today. How do you feel about that statement? I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm I'm open. I am I'm willing to explore. You know, one of the things that was incredible about Pokemon was that everybody was talking about Pokemon, and a lot of people were playing Pokemon. But one thing that I always found odd was that it was people who were older. I didn't see many kids playing Pokemon Go. And at the time, I was working in a few different schools, and a lot of those kids were just like, that's corny. Like, that's what is this? Like, we don't, we don't care. We're into other stuff. And Fortnite is like the type of other stuff. So, and, and to support my, my argument even further, to the articles that we've seen around this have been, have been really interesting. So some of the, the articles that I've seen lately about uh, Fortnite have titles like, Teens and Teachers Say Fortnite is Destroying Some Schools. <laughs> Another, a positive uh, take from Waypoint on the same exact topic is teachers and parents share stories from inside a Fortnite phenomenon. Uh, We've seen Fortnite break Twitch records and then Fortnite break YouTube records. (laughs) Um, Drake says he'll rap about Fortnite if Epic makes a hotline bling emote. That's a big deal right there. Roseanne, uh, Roseanne Barr, reveals she's a Fortnite badass. She tweeted about this. I thought it was a joke. I don't know if it's true or not, but Roseanne is tweeting about Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite made more than $25 million in its first month on mobile. And something to like uh, support this, this phenomenon a little more, I just saw that on Kickstarter. There's a tabletop battle royale game. I don't know how that works. 
called Last One Standing, but I think it just goes with the, with the Battle Royale craze. It is, it is what's hot right now. I don't know if it will have staying power, but well, it, there is no denying that it is incredibly popular, uh, especially I mean, with, with players of all ages, uh, especially younger players uh, who maybe were too young for Pokemon to really make sense. And this is, this is their own, their own Pokemon. Yeah, it's a, uh, when we had that conversation, I was saying, you know, I, I wonder if some new IP will come up and, and really do something like this. And the history of Fortnite is, I don't know, I think it's really interesting because it's not the first Battle Royale game, right? Battle Royale being, you know, like uh, 100 people jump into a map and then last one standing wins. The, the first game that really made that super popular was PUBG last year. And then I thought that that was huge like and it, and it was in gaming it was it was gigantic and then fortnite came in and fortnite has been around for years with a different mode called save the world which is a co-op horde mode kind of thing and then they just tacked on this battle royale mode onto it last year and said oh hey yeah we're big fans of pubg so we created our own version of it within our game and it's free come check it out and when that happened i i, I was surprised and i think a lot of people were and then it just keeps getting more and more uh, popular. And I've played both. I really, really like uh, Fortnite is more up my alley just because it's it's brighter. It's more colorful. It uh, It's kind of silly. Like right now, season four just started. So, so they're doing these uh, seasonal things. And season four just started. And it has a cutscene. It has kind of a story and a reason for why the map changed. And again, there's no single player campaign for the Battle Royale stuff. It's a... Uh, it's just a multiplayer game, which I usually don't like to play. But then it has all these elements to it and a progression system that's really cool. And they're constantly adding things to make um, to make it fresh. And it has like a sci-fi feel to it now. This one has a comet that hit the, the, the map. So it changed the landscape. There are superheroes uh, now in it. Like you can get superhero costumes. You can even, there's like a, an item that will like give you lower gravity so you can jump really high. It's just like fun overall in like the silliest way possible. I've played many hours of Fortnite and I still don't have a single kill, which is, which is like a running joke. I hope I never get a kill because then it, it, uh, it'll never stop being funny. But, uh, and still I enjoy, I enjoy this game a lot. It's got, it's got a lot, uh, going for it and I kind of see the, the appeal. And then when you play on console, it's the same game on mobile, which I think is what took it, like put it over the edge. Because once it went on mobile, it's the same exact game. You can actually play from your phone with someone who's on a console. That blows my mind. Or on a PC, which is just not fair at all. But it's the same game. It's the same exact game. And I don't know if, I can't think of any game that has ever done that. That has like a full-fledged, polished game that's popular. And then it's on everything. I don't know. There, there's so much going on right now uh, with, with Fortnite. It truly is a phenomenon. <laughs> so Fortnite, obviously, phenomenon, and it, it's incredibly popular. It's not quite my uh, cup of tea. I don't know whether it's... I, I am a competitive person, so the fact that I haven't been able to get a kill, that kind of killed my uh, my interest. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's me, and no one game is going to appeal to everybody. That said, I can totally understand why people are enjoying this game. The same way I can understand a piece of art, uh, I can appreciate it in terms, I might not get it and it might not appeal to me specifically, but I can totally understand that other people enjoy it and I, I can see why. 
and kind of looking at how Fortnite has has grown and developed in kind of the the mechanical um, approaches they're taking. I mean, it, it makes total sense. Uh, so again, full disclaimer or disclosure, I guess. I am not a Fortnite fan, but I have played, and I, I do think it's important to talk about what they're doing um, really well because this is something that other companies are going to try and, and emulate because of its mass success. So Fortnite emulated this from from PUBG, which copied other people, and now we've already heard rumors about Call of Duty and Battlefield and games probably we, we, we don't know yet um, that are all going to implement some sort of Battle Royale mode. Let's start with the battle royale. Like, what do you think it is about that that genre? It's a, it's a brand new genre now that is appealed to people so much. At least the way that Fortnite does it, I think it is um, low risk, high reward. I know from the couple times I played, I remember the first time I died, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to have to sit here and wait for everybody? Oh, wait, no, I'm already ready for a new game. So I think that's a large part of it is yeah. that you go in and you you play as long as you play, and then as soon as you're done, whether you win or you get killed, you can jump right into another game. So I think that's incredibly important to this particular audience and the people who enjoy Fortnite is that there is no waiting around. Uh, it's not like you get stuck on a losing team and you're forced to suffer out the you know the end of a capture the flag match. It's not like you know someone else is going to drag you down. I think that is one of the benefits of having a solo experience like Fortnite, is that it's it's all you. I think there is something inherently fun being dropped into chaos like that. You you just you never know where someone's going to come from. And so I think that in itself lends it to be uh, exciting. And even though I have not got a kill, there was one time I, I think I ended up in like 50th place. 100 players drop in and I ended up in 50th just because I was running around looking at stuff and trying to figure out how to build things and find my way in the world. So I was like, oh, I got 50th place. That's, I didn't even do anything. Um, so on, on one hand, I think it's that kind of like rapid turnaround. So failure is not really punished because there's really no consequence. You just move on to the next thing. And then for on the opposite end, success is, you know, you can see yourself, okay, I was in 50th and now I'm in 40th and now I'm in 30th. If you put in the time and you, you know, you get better and you you develop your skills. And then the the kind of excitement and and tension of when maybe there's there's 10 people left and you know, like you know that they're out there and you're so close. That's a very um it's a very rewarding experience. It's very exciting. It's a, it's adrenaline invoking and it's, it's, it's a riveting experience. So I can totally see why people who get far in uh, want to stay in and they want to have that experience again um, because it, it is. It's exciting. It, it reminds me actually a lot of, of poker in that it's an individual thing and you're using your skills to navigate the game in front of you. And, you know, in poker, the last two people playing, you go into, you know, you go into heads up, you go into sudden death, and it's incredibly intense and your your tactics completely change. And even though I've never gotten very far in Fortnite, I would imagine that for players, their tactics and how they approach the game will shift based on when there's 100 people playing versus, uh, you know, maybe 10 people left versus a, a one-on-one. And that kind of shift in strategy offers a really rich complexity that people who play games tend to enjoy. And I could keep going, but I'm going to take a breath here so Josue can chime in. You took my biggest reasons. 
Uh, I was thinking of uh, the old Battlefield games. I would play on, I've always played on console, never really played on PC. And I used to read about there's 64 players at once in, in Battlefield. I was like, oh man, I want that. I want that on console. And all of a sudden we jumped to 100 players all on the same map at the same time. And that can be... Uh, like like you said, like the chaos, like, oh, I love that, right? Even if it, it doesn't matter how crazy it is, I think I think it's fun. It's not, like PUBG is way more skills-based, I think. And and Fortnite is a little bit more about that chaos. And then both games solve the problem of having like 100 people spread out over a map by shrinking the map. So it does get super exciting as you as that number dwindles because you know that uh, you have less places to, to move to. I've gotten uh, second place. Uh, is the highest I've ever gotten playing solo. And I once did get a victory royale with a teammate. I still didn't, I didn't get any kills. I helped though. <laughs> and uh, and then my teammate um, won at the end. Also, I, I joked that I was in a pacifist run because I hadn't killed anybody. And then uh, my friend was uh, him and one other person. And then he also didn't kill that person. I think he got uh, a few kills throughout the, the match, but he also didn't kill that person. The person apparently was caught in the storm or something or exploded themselves. Oh, no. And so we ended up winning. <laughs> But we won, and and now we have this uh, victory umbrella that we can <laughs> that we can show off when we jump off of a party bus. It's a lot of fun. It's it's crazy. All of those elements kind of come together in this genre, and I'm I'm really excited to see how other companies and other games are going to implement it. Like I love to play Destiny, and I would love to see a mode like that. Like I w- I would be more inclined to play. A mode like this because like you said the high risk high reward it doesn't there's something about a four-on-four match that feels intense yeah way more intense than like there's a hundred of us running around and oops i died and i was one of a i was one of 99 people that lost that doesn't feel so bad and i can just jump right back in i don't have to i don't have to watch anymore i could just leave that number there's something about yeah you know one of one of a hundred it's cool I'm all right. I, f- I feel like Fortnite is to Marvel as PUBG is to DC. I feel like that's a really apt comparison because Fortnite, I, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, like you said, the colors are bright and the characters are kind of silly and you jump off of a party bus. And I was watching one of my friends, Green Skull, play. And, you know, he was like diving off the bus and he had like green lasers coming out of his feet. You know, just... Silly things like that, that I think it enhances the idea of something being more light and more playful. And that doesn't mean that it's kitty or that it is, you know, not as cool or, or any, any kind of adjective you want to put on it. It's just a different way of playing. And like you said, with like a 4v4, it is. It, it does feel very intense. It feels very squad oriented and um, almost like work. And I, now, full disclosure, I haven't played PUBG because I always think it's PUGB. And I keep imagining pugs running around with like machine guns, and I would much rather play that game. I can confirm <laughs> that is not the game, which is too bad because I really wish it was. Um, but yeah, kind of at, at the same time, I feel like that's the feel, and it's it's totally fine to like both. It's fine to like one more than the other. You know, it's it's a mood. Like, do you want to be silly and have chaos and just you know that kind of adrenaline, that carefree, playful adrenaline rush versus you know, something more quote unquote serious like PUBG. I said it PUBG. Yeah. Okay. I said it right. Not PUBG, um, where it is much like, I think as you mentioned, Josue, more tactical and more skill-based and it's more of like a meritocracy type of thing where you, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, 
And again, I, I feel like there's places for both those games, which is why they can both exist in the same ecosystem. They can both be really successful and people can enjoy playing both of them. They're just two different ways to engage and play. So I, I like the word, use of the word tactical for PUBG. Um, and I'm going to take back what I said about skill in PUBG, I mean, in, in Fortnite, because to win in Fortnite, you definitely need some skill because it adds this other aspect to it, which is building. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to the point now where I can, if somebody starts shooting at me, I can put up a wall. I can even like cover, I, I can put walls all around me to give myself a, a little bit more uh, time to, to survive. Um, and that is part of the game. Like if you see high level players in Fortnite, they're building basically staircases to nowhere, right? Like straight up. And they're trying to get up above their, their opponent. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you'll see two people just building towers at the same exact time. And whoever can get higher than the other one kind of jumps off and, and is able to get like a, a, an an overhead uh, kill on the other one. And watching that stuff is amazing, which is part of the reason why, um, why Fortnite has been so popular because it's popular in streaming. People love to yeah. stream it and people love to watch it because like watching a PUBG match, uh, sometimes it can be super silly depending on who's playing, but there is like this tactical feeling and it does feel tense towards the end. But in, in Fortnite, like it could go, like you could, you could like drop a mine or have, uh, again, like just build up a tower or for a while. And now they took this off. They had like these, uh, homing missiles. And people figured out how to launch the mis- the missile and jump on top of it. So people were riding around the map on a missile. <laughs> <laughs> like watching that stuff and watching people build, especially on PC. Watching people build on PC blows my mind. It is one of those things that it's like watching uh, StarCraft players, right? Like mm-hmm. high-level StarCraft. Like how can you build so fast? How do you know that all this stuff is happening at the same time? And again, it's way easier uh, with mouse and keyboard to build. But, but still, that aspect of it, completely changes um, how to play because there is a whole other skill level there. You, you're not going to, you're not going to win many matches. You're not going to win often uh, or at all if you don't know how to build, because that is, again, it can be something as simple as uh, like creating a, a defensive barrier or being able to just get so high up above a person that they have no idea what's going on. Um, there's even a device now <laughs> to add to the fun. I think it's, Oh, what's the, I think it's, it's like build a fort. It's a play on build a fort, and and it's a grenade that basically, if you hit somebody with it, it builds um, a, 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 a building around them, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like a jail. That is, yeah, uh, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can always break it apart and build it for resources, but it kind of gives you a second, right? Like that is disorienting. If all of a sudden you're standing there and then there's four walls around you, you're like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> and you have to build your way out. So it gives you a second to kind of reposition and go somewhere else. So watching it is is so much fun. And and some of those news articles, the the phenomenon has been in part because of the streaming. It, it's It's incredible to have a game that is free to play Right. So people are on Twitch. They're seeing that people are watching. You're hearing in the news that Drake went on with a very popular streamer named Ninja and they had they broke a a simultaneous uh, viewer record on on Twitch. And you're like, what a Drake is playing a game like, well, what is this game? And then and then it's free. You can play it on your phone. You can play it anywhere. Um, they've they've done a lot right and i think that that has definitely added to to the reach of it right mm-hmm. because the barrier to entry is you know as long as you have a device that you can play it on you're in you can play 
This episode is brought to you in part by Gamefly. I, I love Gamefly. Over the years, I've tried out a lot of new games using Gamefly. This is this is great for all of you students out there who, who can't afford to buy games all the time. You know who you are. Uh, one of my favorite things is that uh, if you want to keep the game you've rented, you just use the keep option. So like you look at your queue, you pick keep, and then Gamefly mails the box and instruction manual to your house. So you just keep it, and then you rent another game. You can also buy used games. They have a streaming service, lots of stuff. If you want to play more games, I definitely suggest you check out Gamefly. You can start a free 30-day trial by visiting geektherapy.com slash Gamefly or use the link in the show notes. Again, that's geektherapy.com slash Gamefly, where you can rent one of over 9,000 games in Gamefly's library. All right, back to the show. It's, it's really hard to imagine a game in this era that is not something that would be a good thing to watch on on Twitch or on any kind of streaming platform. I feel like that is like a really important part, like the the esports angle or at least the like engaging the viewer and not just the player is like a, a really important element in having a game that gets such wide um, attention and acclaim. And that's also you can't have a successful game without it. But I, I definitely think that is a big part of why these particular games are are becoming so popular so fast because it feels like Fortnite happened overnight uh, or at least the battle royale um popularity did and yeah that that's just i mean that's just another way that gamers are engaging with the content is it doesn't have to be the player it can be the streamer and so having that that angle i feel it's super super important uh, if if you if your goal is to have that kind of widespread appeal and then making it free obviously is you know lowers the bar- barrier to entry uh because people are much more willing to to give something a try that they they don't have to pay for and i think you can kind of see a little bit in um sea of thieves for example like it was pretty popular in the beta stage and when it launched, a lot of people started their Xbox Game Pass, which is so it was a fourteen free day, uh, fourteen day free trial, and see if these was included in that trial period. And so, since I've been playing Sea of Thieves, I've seen like a pretty um, significant like drop in the amount of people that I've come across. I mean, that could be them tinkering with the servers and whatnot, but I do think that um, I definitely don't see as many people playing Sea of Thieves as I used to, and I think in part is because. I can't, I mean, I would totally stream Sea of Thieves, but I can't imagine necessarily watching it because I would say maybe 70% of the time you're just sailing a boat. You know, you're not necessarily doing anything interesting or crazy. So if you wanted to like have a pretty chill stream where you can kind of like actually talk and engage with the people you're, you're, who are happen to be watching, it might be really great for that. But for something that's, you know, fast paced and high in hijinks and drama. I don't I don't think see if these has moments like that, um, but they're not the bulk of the time as in whereas in Fortnite, that kind of of drama is very present and likely to happen very, very quickly. Sea of Thieves is a is like a sandbox, especially at least right now. And I think that the the streaming is very personality driven. So it's kind of cool to see people just messing around and and playing instruments. And if you like the people that are on the stream, and uh, yeah, I think there's definitely been a drop off. And I think that the reason why Fortnite 
has kept growing. And I think, I think it, it wasn't really like an, an overnight success. It's been a, a steady burn, not, not so much a slow burn, but it's been a steady burn toward where it is now because of how receptive it has been to, 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 to gamers. So something like Sea of Thieves, where the, the initial complaints that I heard and, and I had myself is like, what if, so there's, there's only three types of missions. Right? Like I'm having fun, but now I'm every time I'm either killing skeletons, finding a treasure, et cetera, right? Like there isn't a lot to do. And in Fortnite, it was kind of the same way. Now you have two games that are being streamed, right? So basically your marketing is happening live and your, your biggest streamers, if they're having complaints like that, that's something that everybody, so now people aren't just watching your game. People are watching people complaining about your game. So Fortnite issues one to two updates a week. And they've been doing that steadily since the game came out. And it's been one of the things that has been uh, in, in the news, which is like, wow, like Epic. Now, Epic is a gigantic company, right? Like they built the Unreal Engine. So in a way, uh, you know, like people have talked about how they have an unfair advantage over PUBG because they are gigantic. They actually, they had a, um, a MOBA called Paragon. And along the way, they, they shut it down. And my understanding is that they moved a lot of those people to just work on Fortnite. So Fortnite is constantly getting improved and getting additions to it and things are being tweaked. So while you have these, this game being live and being played, so now you're going for two weeks where people are complaining about uh, Sea of Thieves not having more content and there's no more content. Like now there's more content, uh, like a month, a month later, or six weeks later. But in Fortnite... There are, like, someone complains today, and in a couple of days, there may be an update that addresses that. Or there's something new for people to talk about, so they're not talking about the other thing that they were complaining about. And, and that is part of, of, of what's happening. Like, a game that can iterate so fast is, is exciting to watch. Like, I, I've, I've talked about another show, um, um, Psychtech, where, like, I, I love updates. Like, I read every single update that comes in on my phone. <laughs> I want to see what they changed, what tweaks there are. And I'm the same way with games. I want to know what's new, what's different. And Fortnite just does that constantly. It's almost, it's a little annoying because every time you want to play, you need to update. But there's, there's always something new. There's always something happening. And then they've even uh, done this thing again, like with the, with the seasons, which I think is, is really smart where it kind of, it changes the entire theme and you know, it's a limited time. Like they're doing all of these things. So, so right. We know that when something is limited, it makes it, uh, the perception of it is that it is more valuable. And so people will come to it during, during that time. Kind of uh, same thing with Sea of Thieves. Like I played during my free trial, right? Cause like, I'm not going to be able to play it afterwards. <laughs> There's a man, Fortnite is just doing so many things that are smart. And and it's a very different, even the Battle Royale mode itself is very different right now than what it was, uh, you know, when it started less than a year ago. I mean, I think that's a really important point that I haven't seen necessarily brought up other places is just this, the resources that Epic has. I mean, yes, obviously having something that can be responsive to your players and... You know, if something's broken, you can fix it quickly. And if there's a push for something from the community, you can respond to that, you know, not in a couple months, but, you know, almost on the fly. That does so much, um, especially in 
a space of games where people hop from one game to the next so fast. Uh, at least, at least it does. It seems like that for me. I'm the kind of person who I'll pick up one game and then I will sink a hundred plus hours into it and not touch another title. Like that is how I like to play. I like to to dig deep and get good and really like experience a game to its fullest to explore all of its all of its content and then maybe move to the next one. Whereas I know a lot of my friends. They tend to be younger, but not always. We'll spend, you know, a couple weeks in one game and then there's something new out and then they switch to that. And they don't necessarily totally give up on what they were playing before. But I see like this, um, for me, it's pretty like rapid shifting between different games. And so by Fortnite being able to not necessarily release a new game every couple weeks um, necessarily, but to constantly be able to tweak and revise their game to give a fresh experience and to respond to its audience's wants and needs. I feel like that's a big part in retaining a player base. GTA V has been one of the top selling games every single month for five years. And the reason for that is because they have GTA Online and they are constantly adding to it. A couple of weeks ago, I was I saw uh, on Twitter there was a an ad or like a, a news article saying like oh there's this new edition um, check out these cars there's a new racetrack and I could have sworn it was for Gran Turismo but it wasn't it was for the GT mode within GTA Five which has like tracks and race cars and all these things that you can do and that game is constantly iterating and adding completely different modes. And in many ways, Fortnite is probably the new GTA Online in that sense. They, I'm, I'm sure they took a lot from, from that. I don't, I don't think anybody has more resources or is more ambitious than Rockstar to, to add you know, so many different things uh, to one game. So like, people think of GTA 5, but it's really GTA Online that keeps pushing it. It's that the idea, like part of it is the idea of games as a service. These two games um, definitely are. The idea of having seasons, the idea of having themes, the idea of having events. Um, it's harder, right? Like when you have a, a single player game, I very rarely play a game and then come back to it when DLC comes out because I've already moved on to the next thing. But to yeah. get a game to have you coming back constantly like monster hunter right now is doing that also very well it's only been out for three months and like a, a couple weeks in new monster an event where you can you know like a, a super huge event where where you can get these limited uh time um costumes and and uh armor and weapons and those things just keep you coming back and if you're already coming back like every few days and then something huge comes in that everybody's talking about. Like it's definitely an, an, an art and a science uh, at this point. And a few companies are doing it really well. And to not be able to, to do that, something like people are talking a lot about God of War right now, which is getting critical acclaim. But I don't think that game's going to get DLC. So we'll probably hear people talking about it again when, you know, Game of the Year awards are coming out, things like that. But week to week, God of War isn't getting new armor. It's not changing. <laughs> you know, you're not getting new character skins or things like that. And 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 the the business models for these things are are are, are very different. Some of these work really, really, really well. Some of them don't. Like again, the epic example, Paragon didn't work. Um, people didn't gravitate towards it. So now, now they're focusing on Fortnite. You know, Fortnite is all about you know pulling in a mass audience and and giving this big experience that's open and uh, unpredictable and sometimes chaotic, but still requires some kind of skill and mastery. 
But if you're the kind of person who really digs like story and intrigue in games, it might not it might not whet your appetite. And I, I think that's one thing that I just love about games in general is that there's there's always a game out there for you. And I think a game that touches on those different motivations for play, the more areas that it can cover and do them well, the more of an audience it's going to get. Uh, I was actually at GEC a couple of years ago and there was a really great presentation uh, but called, I think it was about taste maps, I believe is is the term that was used. And I think it was Jason Vandenberg who was giving the presentation and basically that there are four main areas for players. So there's novelty, challenge, harmony, and stimulation. And so it's this idea that if you can hit those four quadrants and do them well, you're going to attract more players because you're you're hitting the motivational button for more people. So for example, you know, novelty would be, you know, fantasy or exploration or uh realism or uh you know, building versus challenge, which is, you know, taking on skilled or or, you know, those kinds of, of obstacles and, and so the example he used was Minecraft and that Minecraft like strongly hits all four of those content areas. You know, Minecraft has a lot of novelty, especially in the in the area of like fantasy and exploration. And it has a ton of skill that's required. And for Harmony, you know, you can t- do it totally without PvP. You could just have a, an artistic experience. And for stimulation, you know, you could do multiplayer, but you could also do it calm. And you could do it thrill-seeking, but you could also do it solo. And so basically, it's just hitting on all these engines. And I see... Fortnite doing a lot of that too. And yeah, I mean, the, the more entries to gameplay that are open to people, the more ways people can engage in a game, the the more popular the game's going to be. I don't know. I feel like Fortnite hits on stimulation more than <laughs> than anything else, like in a way that was maybe missing. I think the appeal of the Battle Royale games is that there's there, there wasn't anything like that before and now we have them and now there's there's an excitement about jumping off a bus because you could, you do the same thing in, in PUBG and then fall on this landscape and then kind of it's a survival game at first because you're finding things and then again it's like you and 99 other people like there, there weren't any experiences like that until now and I don't know how long like again like GTA Minecraft absolutely those games are whatever you want them to be and and that's why they're special and that's why they they have that appeal. I think that Fortnite is the next Pokemon Go, but I don't think it's the next GTA 5 for the next uh Minecraft, which are on a whole other level, right? Those those games have made so much money and because they were built again as these sandboxes. I think, you know, I think Sea of Thieves has a lot of potential to grow out that sandbox where like they have a great start, and as they as they progress, they could be to the point where we can do all sorts of stuff um, that we that we can't do right now. And and that basis, um, like maybe maybe they add, maybe they do add a chill mode, right? Like right now, you still have to be on the water with with other people, but maybe maybe you won't have to in the future. That'd be kind of cool, you know, just an exploration mode. Like I would I would I wouldn't mind that at all. I have thought about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lot and how much I would love to have a mode where nobody can bother me. Like there's no human trolls, but I would still want NPC ships mm-hmm. because I realize that part of the fun of Sea of Thieves, at least for me, is that 
that not knowing, like, okay, I really need to find this treasure fast because you never know when another ship is going to come up on you. And I think if I, if personally, if I lost that aspect of it, it probably wouldn't be as, um, at least for me, like enjoyable and thrill seeking and adrenaline because, you know, when you see a boat on the horizon, you're like, oh no, it's a galleon and I'm in a sloop. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> So I wouldn't want to lose that, but you're you know, describing I was playing... like difficulty levels, right, and different versions, right? Like, uh, no other people, and then now because there are no difficulty levels when there's other people involved. I actually, I think I'm describing level of um, trollability mostly because <laughs> I was playing a couple nights ago, and for some reason, this person was just hanging out at this one island that I had to get to, and. I was wondering if there was an event going on at the island because there were like four or five ships that were trying to get to this one island, Snake Island. And there's this one sloop just going around like tearing everybody up. He had his fancy black sail, you know, he had a 69 in his gamer tag, as, as of course he did. And I was like, this is stupid. I just I just want to pick up my chickens. Like that's all I need from the stupid island is my chickens. <laughs> but it's also Sea of Thieves. It's not Sea of Peace Corps, you know? No, like but I'm like, <laughs> I just like intent. It's not Sea of Trolls either. You know, I, I would totally, if I came across the ship on the open water and we had to fight, you know, that'd be one thing. But he's camping out at a location and just wrecking everybody else. I'm like, you suck. So just saying. I've, so I thought a lot. <laughs> I thought a lot about that process. Like speaking speaking of, of the of the difficulty levels or, or kind of this this idea, I disagree about the trollability. I think you know people are just playing the game. But like if you're just playing the game, uh, Fortnite, like it gets harder as it progresses too. So it's like maybe your skill level is you know you're always in the in the bottom twenty, you know, at first, and then um, that skill will increase. Uh, as as long as you as you stay in the game, so like it's not it's not as easy to control as I would like. Call me when when Sea of Thieves starts adding different modes, and I'm all in because uh, I love it, it's like it, it actually feels sort of like Fortnite in that it's it's super bright, it's very colorful, it has a silliness it's a to it. Beautiful game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks really good, but like the the design of it is like it, it makes you feel good you know like it's not uh, it's not dark and serious like uh, like we talked about before even though there are pirates everywhere there are pirates they're all thieves again i don't think they're trolling i think they're just they're just doing their job i think you're not doing your job right no they're they're they're, they're trolling but i do have a fantastic dress pair of boots and a very fancy hat so i am i'm quite excited i refuse to get a shirt in that game i'm just going to go uh, my, my my pirate is going like pot bellied out the whole time and I lost a leg on purpose because I wanted a peg leg. It's a fun game. <laughs> it is. It is. It is very playful in that respect. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Or that's, a, that's a good way to put it. Like it's very playful. And I think ultimately Fortnite, it's able to marry that playfulness with with intensity. Skill. Yeah. Yeah. With a, with a uh, skill, with intensity, so many different uh, aspects and having that constant loop of, of things changing, that constant reason to always come back. And again, I don't even like PvP games. Like, I hate PvP. Like, I hated that in, in Sea of Thieves, even though they tried to balance that out, right? I think there's only six ships ever on the map, but that's still you versus five other people or, or you versus five people who will get in your way. Very rarely. I would, I would love a pacifist server. Where, where it's like, okay, I'm signing up because I want to help other crews find uh, treasure and fight skeletons. Like, we don't, why do we have to fight each other? You know, it's, it's really hard to get people to agree. I would love that option. Like, I could select that when I, right before I play. 
Yeah. I mean, th- there are some nonverbals, and this is probably a topic for another podcast, um, but like people in CFDs, if you point your cannons at the sky, that's like a, a sign that you're pacifist or that you're friendly. Um, that doesn't save you from, from getting got. No, no, no. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that like it's a, it's a it's a way of non-verbally communicating to other people that, hey, this is something that I, I'm, I'm interested in and in, like being nice and and helpful and whether or not they choose to be nice and helpful too is completely up to them but you know like we talked about in our one hour one life uh review people find ways to to communicate even when communication is severely limited and that's just a fascinating topic for another time yep all right well i hope we've shed some light on why fortnite is such a big deal kind of some of the things that that it's doing right Man, I, I I went to my mom's house the other day. She invited me to dinner. She had some family over. My my little cousin was like falling asleep on the couch, as you do at a family gathering. I was like, hey, man, are you playing any video games lately? He's like, I only play Fortnite. I was like, oh, want to play Fortnite on my phone? And then he was like the happiest kid for the rest of the night. That's so cute. All, all my kills came from, uh, on my account have come from, <laughs> from my cousin playing. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. The secret's out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a big deal, and and people again, people are everywhere are, are are playing it, and I think it's gonna it's gonna last for a long time. I doubt this is the last time we'll talk about Fortnite again. This is uh, Mental Health Month. Follow us on on social media. Aki Therapy uh, is doing all sorts of stuff, including the plan is to do a few extra streams this month that are mental health themed. I've got a, a few games in mind, uh, a few ideas. So follow us on Twitch for that. That's twitch.tv slash geek therapy. For more episodes of Headshots, you can go to headshotspodcast.com. On Twitter, again, we're at headshotscast. I'm Jose Cardona. Kelly is Kelly and Dunlap. And also check out our Discord. I always forget our Discord. Geektherapy.com slash Discord will uh, get you into to our Discord. Talk games, uh, get together with some people to play. We have a Sea of Thieves uh, channel. We have a Fortnite channel. We have a PUBG channel. It's good stuff. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. You've just listened to Headshots on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider supporting us for as little as $1 a month at our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash geektherapy.